As Saturday marked the two-year anniversary of the Brexit vote, it bears a brief comment from this Yankee perspective. Two years ago, Britain was divided into two camps, leave and remain as they were called. One can see, especially as an outsider, the rationale for each side. Leaving meant breaking away from Brussels' economic and regulatory shackles. Remaining meant avoiding the very real financial risks of not being part of the EU, such as the loss of customs union benefits and membership in a powerful trade bloc. Similarly, both sides offered clear rebuttals to the other. The Leave side could snicker that Britain could do much better on its own and didn't really benefit from EU membership. The Remain side could point out that breaking away from Brussels could presage breaking away from Britain, in Scotland above all, but who knows, even Northern Ireland. Two years later, it seems like Britain has failed to gain the benefits of Brexit, and has so far avoided outright disaster. Rather, Britain is in full muddling along mode, but in the meantime, Brexit has taken a toll. The pound crashed 10% after the Brexit vote. It remains today just where it was two years ago in relation to the dollar. The UK stock market has risen, a weak currency has helped British exporters, but the FTSE has done less well than peer stock markets, and economic growth has been tepid. But the picture is worse than that. Brexit has destabilized British politics. The pro-Brexit government has done little to promote an independent Britain that could outcompete Europe in the manner enjoyed by, say, Switzerland or Hong Kong. It has thereby alienated Brexiteers, and the Tory government's power in Westminster is hanging by a thread. Meanwhile, the Remain side is kidding itself if it thinks the status quo ante can be restored. The EU would likely punish Britain for its experiment with independence. What's more, the spirit of Brexit surely emboldened Scottish separatists. Right behind them are advocates of Irish unification, with two polls taken this month showing nearly even support for such an eventuality. In conclusion, it appears that the UK today is economically weaker, politically more divided, not on a path toward building a Hong Kong-like economy, nor in a position to reclaim what it has lost, and in a state of muddling along that appears likely to yield to Labour Party populism rather than the current Tory version. In short, the UK has got a decent claim to the sick man of Europe title, though it's got numerous contenders including Italy and Turkey. This is Seeking Alphas, Gil Weinrich.